I, mean, I don't know what this is, but it, I've made some I gingerbread mean, cookies if, that look if, like this movement. If, if you're if you're watching on the video, you got a cool, cool little 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 wiggle there from it, Serena. It doesn't matter what we say in this uh, this series. This is worth the Patreon, right? <laughs> These right moves. there, right there. That's it. It's all good. Don't set your expectations Welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, sign up for more support with meeting your needs with your weekly Universal Needs Notes at theuniversalneeds.com. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. And happy holidays. Happy holidays. So today's a really important day for us um, because uh, not only is it the first episode of our second season, although we'll get onto the fact that we're going to say that again in a future episode, but just for now this is the first episode of our second season the first proper episode of our second season it is also dropping on the universal needs is third birthday in its current format today is the third anniversary of the day that i asked serena to join and be a part of the universal needs family so um so there's a whole lot of like exciting things about today um and as i said we actually we'd we'd actually already recorded the first episode of the second season and then we realized oh hold on a second we might want to do something for the holidays so in a future episode you're going to say oh this is a great way to start the second season even though it's like five episodes in or something <laughs> you're actually so, I, ignore that bit also gonna see claire's hair magically uh shrink and grow right in front of you i your actually eyes. don't think they are really oh well, maybe... because i haven't had it cut yet oh so it would only be if i'd had it cut already that it would shrink and grow so i don't think you're gonna see it shrink and grow i mean it's looking long to you guys right now, uh, to everyone who's watching right now. And it's not in the real world, because by this point, I will have had it cut. <laughs> um, but the other thing is, is that we wanted to let you know that um, when we looked at putting together this um, series, uh, which is all about navigating the holiday season, uh, we realized that actually uh, what happened was we, we put it out to our, our Facebook group and said, look, what is it that you guys struggle with? What are the things you want to know about? And we had a bunch of people. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who um, gave us your suggestions or gave us your questions. It's actually helped to add things in here that we otherwise wouldn't have added. Um, I'm feeling a little bit, am I sounding a bit echoey? I didn't notice. Am I sounding a bit echoey? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. All right. We'll carry on. Um, I was just checking. Uh, don't worry. I'm going to make sure that the sound of that movement doesn't affect the people at home. So they're not like, ah, what are they doing? Stop moving the furniture. <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, so we basically asked everybody to find out what exactly it was that they wanted to know about. And as we were kind of putting together these episodes, we suddenly realized that while timing wise it makes sense for us to be sharing these during the holiday season you might want to know some of this stuff ahead of time and finding out like what's the great way to have a great holiday season like the week before 
Christmas or Hanukkah or whenever might not be the most helpful time for you to hear it. So what we decided to do is, um, as you may already be aware, we've actually made all of the holiday season episodes available on our Patreon. So you can see them all ahead of time. We actually do that in November. But what, the reason we're telling you that now is that if you want to know, because we're in early December right now, if you're listening on the audio going, actually, I really want to know about like how to take the pressure off around the holidays or how to create a holiday season that's going to work for me or how to start the new year uh, um, like filled up, then you can go to Patreon right now and get access to all of those episodes today. So you can get a little bit ahead of the game because yeah, learning how to not drain yourself before the New Year's when we're sharing the episode the week of New Year's, I mean... It's still you could get, you could get a weekend. <laughs> you can get a weekend, but it might be a little helpful to do that a little earlier in December because it's such a busy time of year. So if you want to do that, be sure to go and check out our Patreon. The uh, link will be in the show notes, so you can go over and check all of that out. So, um, so yeah, it's it's a it's an exciting day today. It's very exciting, and I've got all kinds of. It's so funny because we're actually recording this. Uh, anyone who's in the the Universal um, the Nourish Your Needs group will know we're actually recording this in August um, <laughs> because we're actually so ahead of the game in terms of our planning and recording. But I've got like all kinds of like festive tunes circling around my head because <laughs> yes. we've been talking about the holidays all morning as we've been preparing this. So um so yeah, I'm 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 kind of getting in the holiday groove. I don't know about you. <laughs> Talk about starting it early. I mean, the funny thing is there's a there's a long-standing joke in my family, uh, because my mum and my sister, they plan the holidays like way out. I mean, they're normally I mean most years I would imagine my mum's probably bought at least a Christmas gift by July like she likes to get and it's interesting because we're going to talk about buying gifts in one of the episodes and um, somebody actually who um, commented said that they they if they see something they they think someone will like they'll get it no matter what time of year it is and that's kind of what my mum does as well so um, so there's an element of that and my mum will often say to me oh like I bought my first Christmas I'm like should I no 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 Christmas does not happen until December like uh, and it's a big thing in my family about the fact that everybody else like plans super early and I'm like a nope I like I think about it after my birthday and my birthday's on December the 11th so uh, I mean I think about it a little bit before that but but not much too, too not too much before that so the fact that we are recording this in August if they find out about this, I don't know whether they're listening, but I'm never going to hear the end of this. Like the <laughs> fact that we are recording the holiday episodes in August is, uh, um, yeah, that'll be a source of amusement for a couple of people. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they um, that Christmas decorations could come out or like the holiday decorations could come out in February and your family would be happy about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I see them in November and I'm like... Too soon, too soon. Well, and because like, obviously uh, the funny thing was is that for many, many years, our family's Christmas decorations used to be the first to go up because my birthday is, um, it said December the 11th. And so every year when we were kids, the, the Christmas decorations would be up for my birthday and my sister's is sometime in November. And so um, uh, the one year when she was quite young, she was uh, she made it very clear that she was unhappy that the Christmas decorations were up for my birthday, but not for her birthday. So it became a family tradition that we always had our Christmas decorations up before my sister's birthday. For years, we were the, always the first house on the street to have our Christmas decorations up. Um, and um, in like the years that have followed, I mean, we, I mean, we're not even in the top ten. I don't think <laughs> these days because everyone's kind of getting in that that kind of Christmas spirit earlier and earlier and earlier. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we're we're, I mean, we're borderline late sometimes with our Christmas decorations, but that's still in November, and I can imagine like, yeah, you'd be like, nope. I'm with you. That I have, I'm 
I have a December birthday too. My birthday is a couple days after Claire's and it's December 17th. And it's like until my birthday happens and especially December babies. Right. We have this thing usually around Christmas and the holidays. And because there's so much going on sometimes. The amount of people who can't attend your birthday celebration because there's some kind of festive celebration mm-hmm. for work or family or friends or something or the, the, the joint birthday Christmas presents mm-hmm. that you used to get. So yeah. Big yeah. thing about like, no, you can celebrate Christmas after, after. my birthday. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I get my birthday celebration first, then we can celebrate yeah. something we else. We don't talk about Christmas until we're done talking about me. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So um, so yeah, it's it's going to be, um, so we've got this this holiday season, um, holiday season? Well, we have got a holiday season that's starting when you're probably listening. Um, not just yet, like thankfully over here. I, I was actually tempted to put up the decorations like behind us <laughs> just to see. Um, but yeah, I thought but that Why do we need to start the day far. with an eye roll? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, we start most days with an eye roll, yeah, don't we? <laughs> so we're going to be doing this holiday series where we're actually, it's the first time we've actually done a four part series. Like most of our series only have three episodes in them, but we're going to be doing three around the holidays and one around the new year. But the new year's episode really is also about how do you, navigate the holidays in such a way that you're not completely drained when it comes to the new year so um so yeah we've got all this kind of juicy exciting stuff to come well the first one in the series uh for today is about being self first Mm -hmm. um tis the season to be self first and have to do it (laughs) i was i was resisting i was never gonna resist that (laughs) twist my arm to and then don't ask me to say it three times fast um so today we're gonna talk about what are we talking about today (laughs) we're talking about breaking the holiday cookie mold yes Uh, there's i mean holiday cookies they're a thing Mm -hmm. and fitting the mold of this holiday season season cookie i mean it's like the entire season is like this one big cookie and we're all trying to be a tree or an (laughs) angel like i feel like we 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 can't go outside the mold we have to stay within the mold and we have to fit the mold perfectly it has to be the perfect gingerbread Mm -hmm. with like no like missing leg or head Mm -hmm. or wonky presence at all I, mean, I don't know what this is but it, i've made some I gingerbread mean, cookies if, that look if, like this movement if, if you're if you're watching on the video you got a cool, cool little 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 wiggle there from it, serena it doesn't matter what we say in this uh this series this is worth the patreon right these right moves. there right there that's it it's all good. don't set your expectations too high <laughs> In fact, set your expectations exactly where you think they should be set for me and Serena, and you'll be spot on. For my dance moves. The series, yeah, you can set those a little higher. (laughs) Um, So we're going to talk about how to put yourself first and have the holiday you want rather than the one that is expected, either Mm -hmm. by you, your family, um, society. society. (laughs) Um, So the first thing we need to check into when we're talking about like how to be self first is where does the responsibility lie Mm -hmm. and a lot of parents seem to have um, an additional layer of pressure on the holiday season and so the first thing to ask is are your children adults yeah um the thing about it is is that a lot of us kind of get into this kind of parent-child dynamic very very early in life funnily enough when we're parents and children um and it happens very early in life because that's where we start. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what ends up happening is that we we get into this dynamic with our parents. 
And very few of us actually transition into, while you might still be parent and child, as in like you might still be, that might be technically your roles. A lot of us still operate from that child perspective with respect to our parents, even though we are actually adults. So what we need to be able to do is we need to be able to figure out how we relate to our parents as adults from an adult position ourselves, and also where we are parents, how we relate to our children as adults, if they are adults. And the reality is, is that if our if our children are adults, it is their responsibility to meet their own needs. Now, it doesn't mean to say that you can't support them, it doesn't mean you can't co-create with them, but it is not your responsibility to make their festive season for them. Or, and it's very definitely not your responsibility to sacrifice your needs to try to meet their desires. Because often, the other thing is to remember is that very rarely are the expectations that we have around the festive season about needs they the expectations are our preference for how we would like to get our needs met. So if our if our children are adults, we need to recognise actually. It's their responsibility to make their festive season. I don't know, my sound sounds weird today. Do I not sound like far away? I don't maybe... hear it. Is that better? It sounds closer. Is that better? That's better. That's better. There we go. I sound better now. There we go. <laughs> I was like coming to you from the end of a very long tunnel before. Uh, hello, hello. And now, now, I'm, now I'm right sat next to you by the fireplace with a <laughs> cup of cocoa. It's August. Put your fire away. I'm in the podcast world. You're in the moment. I'm in the moment. I hung a stocking up. Let's do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Yes. So we need to be mindful of where, uh, if our children are adults, that, that they are responsible for meeting their needs and we want to co-create with them in a way that supports everybody's needs. But in so many households, what will end up happening is the parents will often sacrifice their needs to try to still give their adult children the experience that they want when actually the adult children can be as much a part of creating that and cultivating that and it's their responsibility to cultivate that so we need to be be mindful of where are we taking responsibility for other people's needs uh, especially when they're not actually our responsibility and the ironic thing is you have a lot of these parents who have adult children that are trying to create re continue to create or recreate the experiences for their adult children and their adult children are on the other side doing it to recreate and create the experiences for their parents, parents right so there's a lot of times that mm -hmm. it may be you're both doing it because you think the other person wants it yeah and both sides like because there's not a co-creation it's a you know a creation based on what we think right absolutely both both sides are running themselves in circles I mean like I have to do it for this person and both sides are like I just don't oh, want to do this yeah, anymore really I'm, that's, this is not and and it's and the thing about it is is that we we're often trying to like capture something that we once had or an experience that's from a long time ago rather than creating what's right for right now and we're going to get that in, get into that a little bit more um in a future episode um but next thing is 
if your children are actually children still independent. Children. Yeah, still dependent. So the thing about it is, is that when our children are dependents, we still have a responsibility to meet their needs to some extent or another. Now, it's obviously depending on the age, will depend on the level of responsibility that we have for their needs. So yes, we do want to meet their needs, but we also want to balance our own needs and their needs. We don't, again, want to be sacrificing our needs to meet their needs. And we want to be in a position where we're actually going to start to co-create things together because so often, there's this feeling of responsibility of like oh I'm the adult I'm the parent I have to create this for the child whereas in actual fact sometimes the magic can be created by everybody creating together sometimes it's the creation that actually creates the magic rather than what it is that's being created it's like the magic is in the process yes as much as the result of said said creation (laughs) yeah and the thing about it is is that you want to figure out what is it that you need What is it that they need and how do we ensure those needs are going to get met? And then what do you want and what do they want? And how can we start to think about this in a different way? Now, it's it's important to say that that people do get very attached to their traditions Mm -hmm. because traditions are a lot of the ways that we tend to try to get our needs met. It's a vehicle. It's a preference for how we're going to get some of our needs met. And there's a bunch of needs that come up in here. Is there's a, a love and connection need might come up in here. Our emotional experience expression need might come in here. Our security need, because it's like a tradition, so it's familiar. We know what's going on. And so often that is, that's what the tradition is about. It's a vehicle for trying to meet needs. Well, the thing about all of this is, is that you don't want to be in a position where this preference for how some per- one person gets their needs met is so- compromising somebody else's needs. But we can also be mindful in how we communicate about this. Because if we come at this from the, the point of view of like, nope, I'm taking care of my own needs this year, bugger off everybody else, I'm out. Um, she says as she knocks her pop screen again. Right. Um, bugger off, pop screen. Bugger off, pop screen. Um, then what can end up happening is that that can cause frustration and resentment. Now, the thing about it is, it is okay if somebody else is disappointed because we aren't doing things the way that they would ideally want them done. That's okay. They're allowed to have their feelings about that. What is not okay is for us to sacrifice our needs to try to stop somebody else from being disappointed. And if we know that somebody else is going to be disappointed about how we're doing things or not doing things, then we can be mindful in how we're communicating with them. So we can say, look, we know this is a a tradition that you really enjoy. We know this is something that you really like. But this year, I just don't have the capacity to do that. Um, So what I want to do is I would love for us to discuss and figure out how we could create something together that works for everybody involved. So it's like... We're going to get into this a little bit more in the in the creation episode, um, which is not the next one, but the one after that, the third episode in this little series. Um, but for now, just be aware of the fact that one of the things that we're going to want to do is recognize that we all have the ability to create in this situation. And rather than this pressure of, I have to do it all for everybody else, instead, if somebody wants a certain kind of tradition and they're happy to create it and you don't need to do anything and the the presence of the tradition doesn't bother you, then that might be a different way of doing it. There are different ways for us to approach this. So it's okay to have this, we want to be, we want to communicate with people about the changes that we want to make in terms of this breaking the mold. Now, we might be, oh, excuse me, we might be aware of the fact that we want to break the mold. Like we don't want to do the mold the way that it's been done in the past, but somebody else might be attached to that mold. So it's like, well, when we're communicating with them, it's like, well, 
what we're going to do is we're just going to shift the mold slightly. We're going to make it, we're going to communicate it in a way where they're going to be more able to hear it. It's like, so what is it that's really important to you about this? Okay, that's the thing that's really important to you. So what's really important to me is this. This is what I need in this situation. Is there a way that we can both get what we want in this? Is there a way that we can both get what we want in this without neither part, without with neither party sacrificing their needs. And that's the thing is that so often that that desire to try to create things the way that everybody else wants them to be ends up with us draining our foundation function need, which also then drains our security need. It normally drains our love and connection need because we don't have the capacity to connect in the way we want to. It will drain the emotional experience and expression need because we're going to have different experiences, uh, different ex emotions that we're going to experience if we are feeling drained. We're actually going to uh, compromise our value need because we're going to be feeling like actually we're not, we're, it's not, what we want isn't important and therefore we're not important by extension. It's going to compromise our personal panics. It's like, well, we don't have a choice. What We don't know what to do right now, but we don't have a choice. So I'm going to do this. And as soon as we come out of choice, we, we kind of step out of our personal power. So we really need to be careful not to sacrifice our own needs. And we can be intentional about this. And it, it is a charged subject. People are very, very attached to these kind of traditions. The key thing is, is to remember that we... Um, we're wanting to create something that serves everybody because if it doesn't serve everybody, it doesn't serve anybody because what will end up happening is resentment will build and there will be end up, this is where I think what ends up happening, the reason that it's such a charged time of year and there are so many challenges and arguments and problems at this time of year is often one person is sacrificing what they want to try and please everybody else. They end up getting resentful about it. And then the slightest thing, it's like a, it's like a tinderwood and the slightest spark, the whole thing goes up in flames. And this is where we end up with these kind of big family challenges at this time of year, or even with friends, same, same kind of deal is that so when we are, and so in order to avoid those sorts of situations, it's really important that we are taking care of ourselves, making sure that our needs aren't going to get sacrificed in the process of creating something that's going to work as best as it can for everybody. And that's the other thing is that just because we want to create something that works well for everybody doesn't mean that everyone's going to get exactly what they want. And that's okay. And it's okay for everyone to have their feelings about the fact that they're not going to get exactly what they want. That's part of the process is allowing everyone to be where they're at. And if they're not happy about it, allow them to be not happy about it. It's okay to not be happy about how things are unfolding if they're not the way that you would like them to be. And that's a starting point for moving forward to create something else. It doesn't have to stay there. Like if Serena and I had a plan to do something and it cha Serena changed the plan, I might be disappointed about it, but I'm not going to sit in that and just stay in that place. If Serena's then like, okay, I don't really want to do that, but I would like to do something that works for both of us. Here's what I need. What would you need? And then we can start to create something that's going to work for both of us. It actually kind of happened when we were uh, talking about what to wear because, yeah. I mean, it would be really, really easy for us to be like, oh, holiday series, let's get festive and throw on some holiday hats and, yeah. you know, really make it boom. Happy holidays. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, you know what? It's. August. We're, and and we're breaking the holiday. We're breaking the holiday. Yeah, we're like we're gonna do it differently. We're gonna do it differently. And that's okay. Yes. It works for both of us. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. and that's co-creating is about doing it together. And as Claire said, we're gonna get into it more in um episode three in this series. But just to kind of let it marinate in your head, a couple of things that really kind of the questions that need to be asked when you're in co-creation, like who's gonna do what? 
can everybody help to create it? Like, how can everybody help? I was going to say, everybody can. can how, is the how is the yes. question? <laughs> um, what do we, what did you need? What do they need? What do you want? What do they want? Those are the things that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. in um, our our creation episode episode in mm-hmm. this series. But I just wanted to kind of put them out there. So they're already starting to turn in your head and you're like, okay, this like co-creation is two people working to gr- together to create something that works for both people or for all the people. I mean, it as can best be, it can as for the best all the as it can. And I think one of the things that's really clear to get on, uh, what's really good to get clear on in this is what are your deal breakers? What are your boundaries? What are the things that you are not willing to do? What are the things that are not okay for you? So that you can know, okay, anything up to that point, I'm willing to compromise. And there's a whole area around, like outside of the boundary, which is like, okay, we could do this, we could do this, we could do this, here's an option, here's an option, here's an option. Um, but once you get to that boundary, like this is thing, something that it, it just doesn't work for me to do. And I, I wish it did because I would, that way it would be something that we, I, we could all enjoy, but this doesn't work for me, or I don't have the capacity for this. And being clear on where those boundaries are makes it easier for us to communicate because what we want to do is we want to communicate in the area of the things that we do want to do. We want to let people know what the boundaries are, but we actually want to spend most of our time focusing on, well, what can I do? What am I willing to do? What do I want to do to find a way of doing this that works as best for everyone involved? And I think that it's important, probably something that we should have um, laid out again at the beginning of this episode, but where we are talking about tis the season to be self first, let's get have a reminder and get really, really clear on what self first is. Right, absolutely. So self first is about prioritizing and taking care of your needs at a minimum in ways that do not compromise or harm other people's needs and sometimes in ways that may actually benefit other people as well. So this this is what that boundary is, is the boundary is the thing that's not, is gonna compromise your needs. So we have to make sure we're prioritizing our needs, but we need to make sure we're doing that in a way which doesn't harm others. Now, the key here is being clear on what harms others and what is us taking responsibility for needs that aren't us. So somebody being disappointed because we're not doing the family tradition that we were doing, that's not causing harm, that's just you not meeting their needs. Whereas you actually do doing something that um, like shouting at them because of uh, how you're feeling about the festive season and taking it out on them. That's where you're you're meeting your needs of expressing your emotional experience and expression, but you're doing it at their cost. So that's where you're actually moving into harm. So we need to be very clear, especially around this time of year, because sometimes the lines get a little bit blurred for some of us and it's like, oh, oh no, I can't do that because that will upset so-and-so and and that's doing them harm. No, if they're upset because they're not getting what they want, that is okay. If they are able to meet their own needs, that's their responsibility. You can help them, you can support them and come up with ideas and suggestions for how to do that. And if they are meeting, the, it's about meeting their needs and it's someone who's a dependent, it's about figuring out how can you do that in a way that doesn't sacrifice you, but it actually is uh, a balance between what you need and what they need so that the two are being taken into account. And if you're just joining us now for this holiday uh, season series, go back and listen to, I believe it's episode three, where we initially get into the basics of self first. Episode two, the wisdom of Joey Tribbiani. That would be it. Mm-hmm. And as well, check out our um, our series. We have a, a series on being self first. Yeah. So go check those out. We'll throw it in the show notes mm-hmm. as well. So uh, kind of brush up on the difference between selfish, selfless, and that third option of of self first, which is always the best place to be in. Mm-hmm. Very much so. 
Um, another thing that comes up around the holiday season um, for many people is celebrating solo and how to do that in a way that is a self first, mm -hmm. not just for the people around you, but for yourself, like right. how to do it in a way that feels good for you. Yeah, and we had somebody sort of suggest like whether they might be brave enough to celebrate solo and like what that might look like. And we had somebody else share that they they felt like they were getting like invites to things because they um, were unmarried and had no kids. And um, after the, the death of their final living parent, that they felt like they were getting lots of invites. I can't remember exactly what the term was that was used, but it felt almost like pity invites. Like, oh, we have to invite her because she's got no one else kind of thing. Rather than we want you to be a part of this celebration and it's kind of joyful. So one of the first things that's helpful in terms of celebrating solo is if you are going to be celebrating solo or if you would like to celebrate solo, is to be willing to say no to those invites that don't feel in alignment like if you don't feel like it's just because it's a festive season doesn't mean to say you need to see anybody doesn't mean to need doesn't mean you need to spend time with everybody you might want to that's a different thing and that's what we'll get into in the creation side of things but the key thing is is that it's okay to spend it on your own I know people in the past who what they have done on Christmas day is they've got a taken a book that they really like, they've had some food they really like, they've had a glass or a cup of something that they really like, and they've sat on the couch and they've read all day listening to music. And it's like, I don't get to do this any other time of the year. I get to do this for myself on Christmas day. And that like that same scenario could be looked at two different ways. It's like, oh, I don't have anyone to spend Christmas with, so I'm... I'm by myself on the couch and it's miserable. And if you don't want to be by yourself, then that might be how that scenario would feel. And that's okay. You don't have to want to spend it by yourself. You could create a scenario in which you're going to spend it with other people. That's another option. But it's also possible for someone to be like, thank God. God, I get an entire day to myself where I can read whatever I want. I can watch whatever I want on the TV. I don't have to go anywhere or see anybody or speak to anybody. I get to eat and drink everything that I want. Oh my goodness, this is going to be so much fun. So it's like looking at celebrating solo as it's okay to break the mold. It's okay to not want to celebrate with other people. If you want to celebrate with other people, that's okay too. Like it, there is no... There is no cookie cutter way of doing it. And I think this is the thing is that we've got, we'll talk about this in our upcoming series about friendship, where a lot of people think this is what this thing looks like. This is what friendship looks like. This is what a relationship looks like. A lot of people are like, this is what the festive season looks like. This is how it's meant to be done. And in actual fact, what we want to do is we want to lob that out the window and go, actually, there is no right way of doing the festive season. First, we have to get rid of the ideas about how it's meant to be in our mind, and then we can get into creating, which is Serena said we're going to do in episode three. But being willing to say no to the invites that don't feel in alignment, being willing to say no to everybody and saying, actually, I want to spend Christmas by myself. That's okay. And that's something to be celebrated. I'm like, if I, somebody came to me and was like, actually, I want to spend Christmas on my own. I'm like, great. Like, I hope you have an amazing time. Like, enjoy mm -hmm. um so i think that that's when when we talk about being brave enough to there are a number of elements to this first it may be being brave enough to disappoint other people who might want you to spend time with them and again it's like 
actually, are these people who you are responsible for meeting their needs? If so, then maybe it's a question of finding a balance between having some time alone and having some time with them and finding ways of, of navigating that that supports everyone as best as possible. It may be that actually they're adults and it's actually just you owning and being willing to own. Actually, I really want to do it this way. I would love to have just a festive day to myself that is um, enjoyable and I get to do everything I want to. And just because you want to spend maybe a particular day by yourself doesn't mean to say you can't celebrate with others at other times. So there's other ways around this of saying, well, actually, I don't want to see anybody this day. But actually, I really appreciate the fact that you would like to celebrate with me. Why don't we get together a couple of weeks before? Or why don't we do it a couple of weeks after? Um, this was a big thing for me when I started traveling at Christmas. Um, several years ago, I did my first Christmas where I was away from home. Um, I was traveling with an um, ex-partner at the time. And I remember that I think we had Christmas dinner with my family in, might have been October. I think it was October that I went out, um, I went out to Ireland. So we had Christmas dinner in October. So we still got Christmas dinner. We still got to celebrate Christmas together because that was a big family tradition that we liked. And it's like, I'm not gonna be here for Christmas, so how do we do it so that I still get the Christmas celebration with my family and I get the celebration that I want to create in terms of my own traditions where I'm gonna be. So there's there's lots of different ways that so often with this thing, because of the cookie cutter, we get stuck in it has to look this way. And the only day that's worth spending together is that one day. Um, and actually, that's not true. That's one of the days, and there's a whole bunch of days around it where you could also celebrate. And sometimes the thing I like about that is that you get multiple celebrations. I get to enjoy this type of celebration and this type of celebration and this type of celebration and this type of celebration. Or I get to say, I don't want to have any of those celebrations and I'm just going to hang out by myself with a book. And all of those options are okay. And it's, again, remembering how we communicate this with other people. If we're, we're concerned other people are going to be disappointed, it's like, I understand that you might be disappointed. This is something I really need to do for myself this year. Um, and I hope that you um, understand that. I understand if you're disappointed and that's okay. And looking for things that you can offer and options that might say, okay, so I don't want to do this, but could we do this instead? Um, and that's the thing that when we start to break the mold is that we don't have to shatter it completely. Sometimes we can look for different options that will work for different people. Uh, there's two things I want to, I guess, not jump in on if I'm not actually jumping in, but comment on. You could add. Add to. There you go. Yes. Um, Claire had mentioned um, saying no to the invites that just don't quite feel in alignment. And mm -hmm. around this type of time of year, there is a lot of pressure and a lot of... Uh, insinuated obligations mm -hmm. and all of these things. And I'm not sure, I know I've had experience with it where I've gone to something where I'm like, I really don't wanna go to this. I don't mm -hmm. really feel like it's right. Like I don't feel like they want me there. And then I'm like, no, I gotta go because it's this, X. that, or the mm -hmm. other thing. Yeah. And then I go and I'm like, well, I feel crappier than I did before I left mm -hmm. because I knew it wasn't in alignment. I yeah. tried to force it, not for myself, but because of the preference of other people and then it ended up feeling like ickier than it would have like if I had just honored where I was at and it probably wasn't enjoyable for them you being there because that was the experience that you had exactly and the other thing is uh, we've mentioned it in previous episodes 
It's about honoring where you're at in the moment, what right. you need in that very moment. And we talk about it in the meeting of your needs, like what's present in the moment is what needs to be met. So um, we've talked about capacity, like you could want to do all these things, but if you need to rest, mm -hmm. you need to rest. I don't know anybody's lives who last holiday season looked like the holiday season before looked like the holiday season before mm -hmm. that in the context of what happens in life what right. happens at, with us as human beings like things are in constant change and ebbs and, and what's flows. happening in the world i mean you look at what's happened what happened with covid over the last couple of years like that massive curveball around the holidays and fixating on it has to be like this doesn't really give the opportunity for a new things to happen, mm -hmm. but for life to happen. Right. It's like, I mean, COVID is a great example. Mm -hmm. A lot of people had to change things really kind of quick because everybody was like, oh, we'll be out of it by Christmas. We'll be out of it by Christmas. Well, we did last year, if you remember, we were going to have a like a, a friend's celebration on oh, Christmas right. Eve. And then all of a sudden, COVID blew up on the island mm -hmm. like a few days before and there were no tests anywhere. So we said, well, if we can test and we know we're negative, then we'll be fine. Um, and we weren't able to. So it ended up being... We had three tests and three people hung out. Yeah, there was there were literally like, there was three of us for Christmas Eve, weren't mm -hmm. there? And there, there was planning. I mean, I think we were going to be maybe 10 of us. Yeah, there was... There was going to be several a people <laughs> here gathering for dinner and all of a sudden we had to change. And and I, I was disappointed. Like I was, I was, I felt really sad about it, especially because it was my first solo um, experience away from home for the holidays. And I was like, I was like, oh, I was really looking forward to it. And it's like, okay. And so what did we do? We, we found, we changed it up. We found a different way of doing it. And we were able to adapt to where we were at in that moment and the circumstances that we were dealing in that moment. So I think what you're saying is really important is that being recognizing that that actually, while we have this idea in our head that it always looks the same thing every year, in actual fact, it's always changing because there's always something that's happened and there's always someone, there's a difference of capacity, there's a difference in financial situation, there's a difference in familial situations, like things will ebb and flow and change. And so it's important to honor where you are right now and what feels right for this year. And to also give yourself permission for the fact that it's okay if it's just for this year. Mm -hmm. And if next year when you want to do it different, you can do it different next year as well. So it doesn't have to be, this is the new tradition I'm creating and this is how it's going to be forever. It's like, nope, this feels good right now. Mm -hmm. And when it doesn't feel good anymore, we change it. This is what we create for this year. And right. that's what we're going to get into in our... Um Episode three. Episode three. Like not <laughs> not the ep next episode. What comes after not the next episode? Three. The episode after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, another area where um, the self self first aspect really comes into play is releasing yourself of the guilt associated with not pleasing everyone. Mm -hmm. We take on so much guilt as human beings right. in general, and the holidays seems to be a time of year where people tend to kind of pack it on and just slather themselves and all the guilt to, like right. that's being thrown at them from people who are very unaware of the fact they're even doing it because they're well, trying to get their needs met. And the thing about it is, it's not that guilt doesn't even necessarily come from other people. Um, it can sometimes come from ourselves. Like we look, you see the holiday movies and we see this like amazing house, beautifully decorated, lights everywhere, stunning Christmas dinner, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it's like, I, I don't think I've ever had a Christmas that looked like that. Um, cause Christmas happens to be the one that I celebrate. Um, and it's like, 
so often that the guilt can come from a number of different directions, as I said. A lot of the time, guilt is a, um, well, if you listen to our guilt and shame series, it's not actually guilt that we're experiencing at this time of year. Because guilt is, I have done something wrong to somebody else and I am doing something to try and make, uh, make amends for it. So guilt is about our natural humanity process working as it's meant to. So a lot of the time we think we're feeling guilty around what's happening. So that's there's, there's two things here. Either we think we're feeling guilty because what we're doing is we're interpreting what we are doing or more importantly, what we're not doing as harming somebody else's needs. So it's something we need to feel guilty for and it's something we need to make up for. When in actual fact, we're not harming their needs, we're just not meeting their needs in quite the way that other person wants to. Or it may be that what's happening is that we are viewing that there is something wrong with us because we aren't the perfect mother, son, daughter, friend at this time of year because of this image we have in our heads about what the perfect one is. And that's not guilt, that's about shame. That is where we are making something wrong with us. And a lot of this tends to be tied up in our value need because our value need is us believing we are, it's about us feeling good enough. And if we don't feel like, like we're doing a good enough job as a parent, as a daughter, as a friend or what have you at this time of year, because we think we are harming other people's needs because we're not doing the things that they would like us to do, even though we're not responsible for meeting them and blah, 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 blah. We might have said this once or twice, but going to say it again, I'm sure. Um, like, so in that situation, we think we're not good enough. We're not being a good enough blank at that time of year because we're, do- we're not... We're harming somebody else and we're feeling bad about it. So that's on one, one, on one side of things. The other side is that um, because of this pressure from society, from other family members, from other uh, people that we, again, that we believe that we're not doing a good enough job in our quote unquote role at this time of year. And normally that's where we get internalized that. And that is there's something wrong with me. That shame reflex massively undermines our value uh, our value need. Because if there's something wrong with us, we're basically saying we are not worthy enough. We are uh, we are less than in some way, shape or form. And so when we when we're thinking about guilt, the first thing is, where is that guilt coming from? Is it coming from society? Is it coming from family? Is it coming from friends? Is it coming from children? Is it coming from parents? Where is that guilt coming from? And is it actually guilt? As in, is it something that we need to feel guilty about? Have we done something that is harming somebody else and their needs? Because most of the time it's not. Most of the time we're just not meeting them the way the other person wants us to. And what tends to happen is, is that people get very, very attached to these preferences of how they want their needs to get met and how they want their needs to get met requires you to show up and do a certain thing or say a certain thing or behave in a certain way. And so what they do is they put pressure on you and create this expectation that that is what you are meant to be doing. And because there's an expectation that that's what you're meant to be doing, if you don't do it for whatever reason, the Internal perception is, oh my God, I've done something wrong to this person. When in actual fact, that's not thing. All they were doing, they were trying to manipulate you into doing the thing that they wanted to get their needs met. Well, it's not your responsibility to meet their needs if they are an adult who's able to meet them for themselves. And even if it's a child, you might be responsible for meeting their needs, but you're not responsible for meeting their needs in the way they want them to be met. You're just responsible for making sure their needs get met. So this is where there's some there's some wiggle room in terms of, okay, this is the need. 
This is the preference for how they want to get the need met. This is your need. This is your preference for how we want to get the need met. This is where we start to have a conversation about like, what do we really need in this situation versus what do we want in the situation? And when we get to the need place, all of a sudden, all these options become available for other ways that you could meet that same need. Again, if it's not your responsibility, you don't meet it at all, but that's something you can, you can choose to do it. It's not something that you, you go, that's it. I'm never meeting somebody else's needs ever again. It's about not taking responsibility for them and feeling like you have to meet them. I meet Serena's needs all the time. Serena meets my needs all the time, but there's no dependency in this. She doesn't have to meet my needs. I don't have to meet her needs. When we do, it's a nice bonus and we appreciate it. It sprinkles on the Sunday. <laughs> sprinkles on the Sunday. But if it's not done, I don't look at Serena and go, how dare you? You didn't meet my needs. And she goes, uh, yeah, because it's not my job. And I go, oh, shit. She kind of got a point. We teach about this. I should remember that. Um, <laughs> Or something along those lines, because I wouldn't say that in the first place. But you kind of get... Conversations that have never happened. Right, and will never happen. Yeah, you kind of get the idea. So the thing about it is, is that so often guilt is not about guilt. Now, if you have genuinely harmed somebody else and their needs, great. You feel bad about it. That's part of the process. Go back to our apology series, work your way through the apology blueprint. It's a very easy fix and you can start to make address it, make amends and start to move on and heal. But so much of this stuff is nothing to do with guilt. It is other people, like if you go back to our guilt and shame series, um, and I think it's the third episode, um, that's not guilt, it's an attempt at manipulating your humanity. This is what we're talking about here, is that other people trying to manipulate us to do what, what they want, us to do to meet their needs. And we need to, once you start to see that that's what's going on, you can go, okay, I see what's going on here, that's not my job. You don't have to say this to them. Like internally, this is a conversation you have with yourself. Okay, that's not my job to meet this person's needs. I can have compassion for the fact that they're going to be disappointed about what's going to happen right now. And I also need to maintain my boundaries and take care of predominantly my needs and then the needs of my dependents as the first priority. If we can do that and then we can show up in a way which also supports other other people's needs, great. But us doing that is not the same as harming somebody else. And often it gets translated that that way internally, societally, and that's where a lot of this guilt comes from. So the first thing is to recognize there's nothing to feel guilty about very often. And once we allow ourselves to do that, we can give ourselves permission to, as we talked about in the Guilt and Shame series, give that gift of the guilt back to where it belongs because that's actually not yours it's for the other person the shame yeah sorry the perceived guilt or shame, shame. Depending okay. like it's like if someone's trying to make you feel guilty because they're trying to make you feel like you've done something wrong it's like oh no i haven't done anything wrong okay mm-hmm. that's yours or the shame if they're, they're somebody's shaming you because of you're not doing the thing that they think that you should be doing and that you're making you're making it's being internalized that you're doing there's something wrong with you by doing that again nope that's not mine this is for you. You don't. They don't have to take it on board, but return it to sender because mm-hmm. it's not yours. That is not part of this. And as soon as you can start to allow yourself to release some of that, you'll have far more freedom as we kind of break these molds to then start to create what we want going forward. Another word that around this time of year kind of goes, coincides and sits very closely to that guilt shame is obligation. Mm-hmm. And we had a viewer reach out to us and... Um, they really needed some support with 
how to not feel obligated to please the hierarchy of their family, which has been deeply instilled from childhood. Right. And that's a big thing because obligation is the same, um, kind of in the same bubble as guilt. Like, you are not obligated. Well, often the obligation is you have been, things have been set up in the family that this is how it is meant to be done. So you've been given from the outside a set of rules about how things are meant to be done. And that's where the guilt then comes from, is that when you don't follow those rules, that that's something that you should feel guilty about. The key thing here is to go back to those rules and take a close look at them and be like, actually, is that how it's meant to be done? Is it true that I am meant to take care of everybody else's needs and do what everyone else wants me to do at my detriment? The answer is no. Um, And just because somebody else believes that's what you should be doing doesn't mean to say that you should be doing it at all. We now know we need to be prioritizing ourselves first and foremost. So again, this is one of those things where it takes a little bit of unlearning. It takes a little bit of unpacking. Um, But what we want to do is we want to look at these these quote-unquote obligations, the things that we believe or that others believe that we should be doing and see, actually, that is something that's, that's your expectation. That is what your belief is. Is my belief the same thing? Actually, my belief is that I need to take care of myself so that I can take care of the people who, I'm de- who are dependent on me and so that I can predominantly take care of my needs because that's my responsibility first and foremost. Then I'm going to take sure, to make sure that my dependents are taken care of as well in that bubble. And if your obligation actually costs causes me to sacrifice those things, there's something wrong with this programming. Now, it is very difficult because as, as, as this kind of viewer said, these things get instilled from childhood and we get conditioned into it. Like it's a conditioning around childhood. So the best way of doing this is to start to bring this, what ends up happening is that those, that, that mental, that conscious conditioning actually becomes subconscious. So it's like, we've been, we've had it instilled in us so long that no longer we do, we think about it. We just, we act on it. We act on the sense of obligation without us thinking about it. Yeah, this is just what we have to do. So what we want to do is bring that back into the conscious mind and say, okay, where did this come from? Who made me feel like this was an obligation that I had to do? This is something I had to do. Is it true that I have to do this? And what will it cost me to do this? What will be the benefits to me and the people who I am responsible for of me not doing this? And start to ask yourself some of those questions to start to unpeel it. Now, again, if you are going against these kind of sense of obligations that other people think you should do, it's okay to acknowledge to them, like, I understand that you're going to be disappointed about that. And I need to prioritize what's what's best for my family, or I need to prioritize what I have the capacity for this year. And this year, I just don't have the capacity for that. I don't know about next year. We haven't got to that point yet. Maybe it will change next year. But for now, this is what I need to be doing because I have to honor where I'm at right now. And I'm very, I, I'm, I, understand that you might feel disappointed by that and I'm sorry for your disappointment and at the same time I and this is one of the good ways of of kind of approaching this is that I believe that you wouldn't want me to sacrifice myself for x for y um and I know that's what I would be doing if I did this and so I hope that you understand this I love you I appreciate you you are still important to me at this time of year and this is again where you then can start to come in with the other options so it's like okay this thing that 
I, uh, there's a sense of obligation around, I can't do that thing this year, but actually maybe I could do this thing, or maybe we could do this thing. Maybe we could create a new tradition that actually will support everybody because that one will be able to maintain, that's sustainable. Like we'll be able to do the sustainable one if it's supportive of everybody. The one that's going to burn somebody out, the one that's going to compromise or sacrifice somebody, eventually there's going to come a point where that's not possible to happen anymore. And it's better to get to that ahead of like, like, like beat it to the punch because otherwise what's going to happen is the festive season is going to come along and you're going to be wiped out there's going to be something you're not physically going to be able to do it because you don't have it in your uh, you don't have it in the tank to do it so this is about like understanding first do a little bit of that unpicking for yourself and then communicate in a way like I understand this isn't what you would have liked I did an ideal world and I'd really love for us, us to be able to do that that's not possible this year and you don't necessarily need to give a reason just say that's not possible this year unfortunately but what we could do is x y and z and come up with some different options that do work for you that find a way of trying to bridge the gap between what, what they want and what you need something I want to note here is the importance, the true importance of creating traditions that serve you and your like immediately immediate family unit. So mm-hmm. you're dependent. Uh, can I can I just can I just add something? Yeah. Sorry, I. It's in a note, so I'm. Gonna you've, you've got it. I've okay, got I'm it. just just checking. <laughs> One of the things that um, is very important to recognize about traditions in the context that Serena is talking about them is that so often we believe traditions are set in stone. And what we don't want to do is create another rod for our own backs of like, oh, I'm going to create the tradition that works right now for my family. Oh, shit, 10, like three years down the line, two years down the line, six months down the line, that doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. So one of the things in order to make sure that the traditions work for your family is to find the things that you can also adapt and change. So there's there's an essence of tradition. There's an idea of tradition. There's something that feels like there's a traditional element to it without creating another sense of obligation for yourself, for your family, and what have you going forward in the future. So there is... That combination of tradition and adaptability is what we want to create so that we are allowing ourselves to teach our children it's okay to adapt and change and evolve things as we adapt and change and evolve and as our situation does as well. Sorry, I didn't think we had that in the notes and I wanted to make sure I said that. That's okay. It actually butts up perfect to exactly what I was about to say, which is don't set your children up for the same obligations that you're struggling with now. Mm -hmm. And that's... A, as Claire said, the process of like, hey, traditions can change and teaching them, like doing what's right in the moment, doing, you know, like choosing what is resonate, resonate, like what what would resonate, creating, being able to create things different. And I love tradition. Like I do. I love the things that I do from tradition that I've chosen to keep. Mm -hmm. Let them choose what they want to keep as well. Like in that, it kind of gives it really speaks to the personal power of creating choice. Like it doesn't have to look this way. It could, it could if that serves you and that's what you want and it works for everybody, but it no longer has to. Well, and and tradition might not be a practice or a thing or a activity. It may be that one of the things that we start to do is create tradition around emotions. So it's like, we want to experience 
fun at Christmas at some point. And we want to experience peace at Christmas at one point. Um, or whatever holiday it is that you're, I, I always refer to, I apologize, I always refer to Christmas this time of year because it's the one that I celebrate. So um, I want to just caveat by now saying that when I'm speaking about Christmas, obviously I'm talking about whichever celebration is the one that you celebrate this time of year or any time of year for that matter. Or just the holiday season in, in general, general because exactly. we know some people don't celebrate. Yes. But this season, I feel for it's hard not to navigate through this season without feeling the season on you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the feeling the pressure of it, which we're going to get into in the next episode. So it may be that we want to experience, as I said, joy or fun or peace or um, uh, I'm trying to think of the word um, nostalgia. Like it might be that there are things that so that every year you create it anew and you say, actually, how do we want to create fun this year? Because fun is one of the things, fun is our tradition at Christmas. Mm -hmm. What does fun look like this year? What is, peace is our tradition at Christmas. We can have a little bit of peaceful time. What does peace look like at this time of year? So like, I I know I'm kind of in danger of kind of getting into the stuff that we're talking about in the creation episode, but it was just so present right now that the traditions don't necessarily need to look like these are the things we do. These are the things we say. These are the things we put up. These are the things that we, we, um, we, that we experience. And it's like maybe there is a different way of creating a tradition which is then adaptable year on year and something you can then create that will invite your children to create this adaptability and flexibility and fluidity in terms of what is going to serve them year on year on year. And maybe that's the tradition that you pass down to your children is that actually the tradition that we have is that we create x y and z at christmas or we create something like each each person in the family chooses something that they want to create at this time of year one person chooses fun another person chooses peace okay we all pick a thing and then together we figure out how we're going to do that thing this year maybe that's the tradition because that is more honoring of what each person wants to experience but also how do we create that in where we are at right here and right now so it's really, 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 really important. Is it important? It seems a bit. Really? <laughs> to not, it's not okay to sacrifice your needs mm-hmm. and the needs of your dependents to keep traditions. Yes. Traditions are not needs, they're wants, mm-hmm. they're preferences on how people want to get their need met yes in sacrificing your needs for somebody else's preference on how they get their needs met Uh -uh. is just it 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 never truly works Mm -hmm. it's never gonna serve you yeah it's never gonna serve them actually right it's just it, it it becomes a mask it becomes a performance and that removes the ability to connect, which is generally what we're wanting to do more of at this time of year. And operating from a self-first perspective means that you're going to do what's right for you without harming somebody else. Mm-hmm. And there's creation, there's opportunity, there's so many things that lie in that that a lot of people kind of push out of their peripheral when they're focusing on it has to be this way, it has to look like this, mm-hmm. these are the things. So yeah. like, think of what more can be be if you're coming from a self first right space and then the final thing I just wanted to kind of bring up this again was was raised by somebody who um, who wrote into us was about understanding how it's possible to set boundaries 
when you do not have children or a spouse to blame those boundaries on because so often um it it's uh um which is which is a lot of what's the time what happens like i'm gonna set a boundary i'm gonna set a boundary oh look there's somebody else i can be like oh look we have to set a boundary because this person's here now like whether that's a child whether it's a spouse whether it's a friend whatever it is um and some people aren't in that space they don't have um they're they're flying solo and that's okay and the thing about it is is that um in how you start to do that, there's a, there's a couple of things. The first thing is, is that capacity is a good starting point. Like I don't have the capacity to do that this year. I don't, it's not possible for me to do that this year. Um, and that's a, that's a kind of good starting point. The other thing though you can do with it is, is start to explain that one of the things that you're learning to do is starting to take care of yourself. Like you just, and explain like for, for many, many years, I've actually been sacrificing my needs to take care of what's right for everybody else. And I was happy to do it back then because I didn't know any differently. And it's meant that I'm really drained. It's meant that I'm, I'm running on empty and I'm in danger of burning out. So in actual fact, I've learned that I have to do it this way in order that I've got the capacity to do what I need to do in the new year with my job, with the other things I've got in my life. So starting to explain it from that point of view. Now, the challenge you have is if you're speaking to somebody who's never taken care of their own needs, they may have a little bit of a hard time understanding that because this is what happens is this generational pressure comes down. It's like, oh, well, I have sacrificed, so you need to sacrifice. And I have sacrificed, so you need to sacrifice. Um... And one of the things that can be really helpful in this is like, obviously, I you can communicate in such a way as saying, obviously, I want you to have an amazing festive season. And I know that you really want me to be happy at this time of year, year as well. So this is what I need in order to make this festive season what I need it to be this year. And again, it's okay if you're disappointed. I understand that. And I can't do this, but I could do this. Would any of these options work for you? Or there's, is there another option that we can come up with together that could work for all of us? So it's it's very difficult because societally it's perceived as being selfish to do that because mm-hmm. we're taking care of our needs at the detriment of others. It's not the detriment of others because the other people's needs aren't our responsibility. But like from a social standpoint, we haven't quite got on that page yet. Um, or at all. Um <laughs> So it can be a little bit difficult to do that. And this is one of those places where understanding the other person's standpoint is really important. And coming back to capacity, coming back to needs, coming back to, I understand that you sacrificed for for me and I really, really appreciate that. And I've learned that in order for me to be happy, I have to sometimes take care of my own needs. And that doesn't mean to say I don't want you to be happy too. Of course I do. So let's look and see if there's something else we could do that could help to create some of what it is that you're wanting and needing at this time of year. And as somebody who for a long time was that single person who didn't have kids, um, I would find ways of doing my little traditions in the ways that worked for me. I would start to make little plans in the ways of doing things that worked for me. Like what are the things that I'm gonna want to need? What are the things that are gonna are gonna work for me? And putting those boundaries down, again, one of the reasons that we feel guilty of those boundaries is because there's this perception that by putting down a boundary, a boundary is something I'm doing for me and against you. 
Remember what a boundary is. A boundary is what we are doing is we're letting somebody what is and isn't okay with us so we can get as close as possible to them without us compromising each other. And so in order to um, have this serve us in the long term and not compromise our relationship, we need to find a way of communicating boundaries. You can do it in a way that's mindful. You can do it in a way that is compassionate and considerate of the other person. You can look for other options. And coming back to, I appreciate that you would really like me to be there. And I really appreciate you wanting me to be a part of this. And unfortunately for where I'm at right now, I just can't do it this year. Could we find something else that could work instead? And that's where we want to start to look at where we can collaborate with the people around us to find a best fit for everybody. Doesn't mean to say it's going to work for anybody 100%, but we're going to find the way that doesn't compromise um, my needs in order to take care of everybody's. And so that's what we want to do is we're like, how do we move together? Here's where I'm at. Here's where you're at. These are my deal breakers. So what is that that we can create then in that space? And we're going to get more into that in episode number three. And I want to just note that you don't owe, as Claire said, you don't owe anybody an explanation of the why. Like, yes, when it starts, I mean, I use capacity. Like when I say I don't have the capacity, I don't have the capacity to explain it to you. I just I don't have the capacity. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And sometimes it's there is more to be said about it. Yeah, sometimes the, the sometimes people won't accept just the it's not possible right now. I don't mm -hmm. have capacity right now. It's okay to say I'm just not, I'm not comfortable really talking about it, but this is just where my this is where I'm at right now. Like you can you can hold your boundary without yes, without smashing being, the boundary <laughs> into yeah, somebody. Exactly. Like like if somebody says, Oh, so why is that? I don't owe you an explanation is the thing that comes out. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time that's because we're afraid that they're gonna compromise our personal power. So we slam it back in their face, as Serena says. What we actually want to be saying instead is to be like, it's like either it's not something I'm comfortable talking about right now or it's just something that I know I need to do for myself right now. Um, and I understand that you might not understand that and that's okay. And I understand you might be disappointed about that and that's okay too. Um, and it's that you don't owe anyone an explanation and sometimes you might want to give a little something because that feels good to you. Mm -hmm. Not because it's what they need, because that's what feels good for you to not just be like, here's the boundary, respect it. And I'm not telling you why. And it may be that it's like, actually, um, uh, I just don't have the capacity right now. Like that could, you could just repeat the same thing. Um, or why is that? I, I, I just don't have the capacity right now. Oh, so, but why don't you have the capacity? Because I just don't have the capacity right now. Like that isn't okay to repeat the same answer as well. Like it's possible to do that. And it's okay to say, I'm just, I'm not in a space where I want to talk about it right now, but that's just where I'm at. Mm -hmm. So again, the more you can recognize that you're setting this boundary and when somebody's pushing back, it's because, oh God, I'm afraid my needs are going to be at risk. You can be appreciative of that. I mean, like, I understand why they're pushing back on this and recognizing that, I'm setting the boundary for the good of our relationship and for the good of both of us, even though you don't necessarily understand or see that right now. And we know, well, I would I would think we know at this point, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. I love boundaries. Um, some we, we, we know what? Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. That I love boundaries. New to me. Oh. <laughs> Sarcasm. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, yes. Wee! <laughs> we're flying goes. over Serena's head. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> something that's really helped me and uh, we keep going back to the creation because it's such a big part of this time of year mm -hmm. but 
knowing what you might want to create, not even like the fixated, but just having an idea. And I'm going to use kind of the examples that Claire used of like, I want to create peace this year. I know I want to create joy. I want to, I want to, I want to sing. Okay. How, you know, like I know I want to sing during the holidays. Having those ideas helps you set boundaries Mm -hmm. that you can then be like, give the other options like actually I'm not in but I want to create this for myself would you like to join me yeah would you like to do that with me yeah and and having those kind of knowing what you want knowing what's going to serve you Mm -hmm. knowing what's going to meet your needs yeah will help you set the boundaries that are really going to work for everybody absolutely absolutely so I mean this and this is just scratching the surface like we haven't really dive dove 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 particularly deep into all of these things this is just we wanted to try and ensure that we captured as many of the the pieces of feedback that we had so we just started to scratch the surface we're going to go into things a little bit deeper on the next episode where we're going to be talking about taking the pressure off because like we've talked a little bit about the obligations and that that's where some of the pressure comes from but there's even more that we want to go into so we're going to go into that in our next episode anything you want to add before we finish up today i'm good Okay, so happy holidays, part one. <laughs> uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for watching. Remember, if you are watching uh, watching or listening to this live at the beginning of December, if you go onto our Patreon, you can see the, uh, the entire series, which I'm going to be honest, if it were me, I'd want to know about all of this stuff at the beginning of December because it would help me plan out and, and set expectations and manage things with everybody as we go through. Um, and if not, then you'll see us next week for the next episode uh, where we'll be talking about how to take the pressure off. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Remember to take care of yourself. And between now and next time, remember to keep meeting your own needs. Lots of love. Bye, friends. That's it for today. If you liked what you heard and would like to see some of Serena's awesome facial expressions, check out the video podcast via Patreon. And remember, tis the season to be self-first. Ba la 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 la. Well, shit. It really is that simple.